you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And I apologize for not getting a show out on Friday, but here we are with a very special Saturday edition of Locked on Mizzou. And it's special because, well, for me, this is fantasy football draft day. And I bet it is for a lot of you this this day, this weekend. Certainly a lot of drafts on the following weekend as well. So you know what? I want to give you all my thoughts about fantasy football this season As a veteran player from all the way back in 1997, I have quite a bit of wisdom to offer. But of course, this is a Mizzou-focused show, so let's lead with everything Missouri that I have to throw at you right now, which right now, frankly, as we head into Central Michigan game week, I'm going to dive deeply into the Chippewas on Monday. But right now, everybody's talking about COVID-19 still. And so far, if you ask Eli Drinkwitz, He sounds like if you combine the coaching staff, he believes that actually puts the Tigers over the 85% threshold, which is the number to avoid all of the Southeastern Conference's virus protocols. Now, just from a competitive standpoint, I think this is important. You don't want these guys to be physically distanced from each other and, frankly, emotionally distanced from each other. It's important to have a a good locker room, a locker room that's together, you know? That sounds silly, but football is a team sport, and it had to be weird last season to experience so much distance from your teammates. Listen, there's always a divide between the offense and defense a little bit, but man, that had to feel like a massive divide at times and made those moments when they got to celebrate in the locker room after the LSU game all the more sweet. But you know what? Also in virus news, if you're planning to go to Boston at the end of September like I am for the Boston College game, well, you're going to be required to show proof of vaccination or a negative test within 72 hours. So sounds like the Eagles much following much in the same path as LSU did recently. So there you go. Fortunately, I've got my vaccine card, so I'm good to go there. But Again, if you're planning on going, just know that. Also, last night in East St. Louis, Illinois, well, Luther Burden, the Missouri wide receiver target, guy ranked number one in the country at his position in high school. Well, he put on quite the show in his East St. Louis debut last night against CBC. The Flyers took the game down 48-44, early candidate for high school game of the year. No doubt about it, it sounds like, especially with the show Burden put on. First time he touches the football, an 85-yard touchdown return. Later in the game, he apparently had an 80-yard kickoff return for a touchdown that was called back by penalty, but apparently I, I wasn't able to find any stats for Burden in the receiving game, but by all accounts making several spectacular plays in the passing game as well. So Luther Burden, yeah, he's a real one, folks. Uh, he's he's as good as justified and hyped and all that stuff. So he definitely lived up to the hype over in East St. Louis last night. Good to see because 
the reason Burden transferred from Cardinal Ritter, well, he wanted to up his competition. And, well, with that increased competition, he just showed out once again. So an impressive young man, no doubt, and one that Missouri would obviously be really, really lucky to have on their football team. By the way, on the Big Ten Pac-12 ACC Alliance, I may have jumped the gun slightly by calling that official because, well, you'll have to forgive me, when the Big Ten puts out an official press release, that seems official to me. But if you actually look under the hood, it turns out, well, there is no actual official agreement in writing yet. This is just sort of a, hey, here's what we're doing. We're going to try to come together and hopefully, I I don't even know what at this point. The point was, I thought, to make some really attractive non-conference matchups in football and basketball. But of course, ironically, one day after the alliance was announced, well, LSU and USC agreed to play in a game in Las Vegas in 2024. So guess what? The Pac-12 and the SEC, at least for that Labor Day weekend, will have a bit of an alliance as well. So again, what does the alliance mean? Is it even going to be a thing? Or perhaps I guess the joke will be on us when it's revealed that the commissioner of the alliance is Stephanie McMahon. And once again, this is a special edition of Locked on Mizzou. So honestly, that'll be it for the Missouri talk for today. It's going to be all fantasy football advice and talk in these last two segments. But again, come Monday, it's going to be a deep dive on everything Missouri and of course on the Central Michigan Chippewas. But first, before we get to the fantasy talk, did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. Indeed, there is something for everybody. And regardless of which flavor you like, I think you'll definitely find that this is the best-tasting protein bar on the market. And boy, they're making a lot of of noise, if I can talk. A lot of news, a lot of noise from Built Bar buying up scholarships for the BYU walk-ons doing all kinds of crazy stuff over at Build Bar, including the Grasshopper Cookie. Oh, that sounds nuts, doesn't it? Well, it's actually very reminiscent of the Thin Mint. I think you should check it out. But regardless, go to BuildBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Well, once again... It is fantasy football day for me. It's draft day, which is very, very exciting. So hopefully none of my league mates are actually listening to this podcast. But you know what? I'll take the chance in order to give you, my loyal listeners, what I think are going to be some very solid tips for you this fantasy season. Because again, I've been playing this thing since I was 14 years old, back in 1997, Back when Barry Sanders versus Emmett Smith was still a debate, and gosh, I could be wrong. Maybe it was 96, it may have been 97, but I believe that season Brett Favre was in the preseason. He was the consensus number one overall pick that year. But here's something, speaking of wisdom, there's been a few times where a quarterback has been the consensus number one overall player. And actually, it was only about 10 years ago where Matthew Barry famously had Michael Vick as his number one overall player. Well, 
from my wisdom and experience, I'll just tell you, you need to wait on quarterback. But probably not as long as I would usually be apt to wait in the past. Because, well, two, three years ago, there were quarterbacks that I liked late, like Patrick Mahomes, for instance. Yes, his first year as a starter in 2018, he was ranked anywhere from like 11th to 15th overall as a quarterback. So guess what? You had an opportunity there if you picked Patrick Mahomes, obviously. The guy goes on to be the league MVP. I'm just not sure that I see that kind of player there in this year's field. Because while Trevor Lawrence, I think, will be a great player someday, he doesn't have the kind of teammates that Patrick Mahomes had back in 2018 in Kansas City. Let's just put it simply. But for this season, I'm not going to get Patrick Mahomes. I'm just not going to be the guy who breaks the seal on quarterbacks. I'm not going to be the first player to take a quarterback in my draft. It's just not happening. And I'm not going to be the second or third either. In fact, I actually kind of hate Kyler Murray this year, folks. He's actually one of my least favorite players in terms of fantasy value this year. I think defense has figured some stuff out, not just about Kyler, but about Cliff Kingsbury too. I'm wondering if they have the adjustments to be made. I'm not so sure that they do. To me, the cost for Murray, I'd much rather have Justin Herbert, who's going a couple rounds later, or even Aaron Rodgers, who was, I don't know, hosting Jeopardy and doing nothing all season. He's still Aaron Rodgers, folks. I'll take him. Russell Wilson is safe, too. But frankly, once you get past those guys, I don't feel that great about having Ryan Tannehill as my starter. I don't want to have Matt Ryan as my starter either. And really, I don't want to have Jalen Hurts as my only starter. I know a lot of people like Jalen Hurts this year. Consider me a skeptic. But if you are going to wait on quarterbacks, say you waited a little bit too long, sometimes the draft just is unpredictable and doesn't come to you, well, I might take a chance on Trevor Lawrence then later on, possibly Tua Tugavailoa, blah, 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 Ben Roethlisberger, Jameis Winston, somebody like that. In fact, Jameis Winston makes some sense very, very late in the draft now that we know he's going to be a starter in New Orleans. I'd also consider stashing Trey Lance or possibly Justin Fields and Mac Jones if I was going to really wait on quarterback and, and try to essentially win the league late with that position. And if you're going to take Mac Jones... Why not take Cam Newton, too? Because you know, at the very least, you can start Cam in week one. A guy who has rushing value, seems like he's in decent shape this year. Who knows? You might not love Cam Newton in reality, but in fantasy, he can still be a valuable piece, at least for the short term. Now, I know that I have the seventh pick in my draft, and for a long time, I've been thinking, you know... Taking Travis Kelsey there might not be the craziest idea in the world. The guy's money in the bank. He's the clear number one tight end. But at the same time, as many mock drafts as I've done, I just don't love my team as much when I take Kelsey in round one. And it's not because of Travis Kelsey. It's really because of the running backs. Because, again, once you get outside of the top 10 or so running backs, there just aren't a lot of reliable options. So to me, you've almost got to come away with somebody like Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler at the very least in your draft. So I really have a hard time recommending anybody take some a player other than a running back in round one. 
It's just it's just hard to recommend that. Now, if the draft, if you happen to be t- picking 12th in a 12-team league and all those top 10 running backs go ahead of you, well, now might be the time to take Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill, somebody like that, one of the top receivers, Devontae Adams, perhaps. But really, outside of that top 10, other than Mike Davis on Atlanta, Josh Jacobs of Oakland, There just aren't a lot of guys that I love for their value. I I think Josh Jacobs' value has fallen a little bit too far at this point. I get it. They brought in another running back. He's had injury concerns before. But to me, I I think for that value, third, fourth round Jacobs is a decent pick. But again, I'd rather have one of those number one running backs. If it's not Christian McCaffrey, I'd like to at least get somebody like Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler at the very least. Now, I want to expand further on my tight end strategy. I actually want one of the top four tight ends, at least the top four in my mind, which, believe it or not, includes the rookie from Florida, Kyle Pitts. And I want to talk more about Pitts, but first, let's talk about betonline.ag, where if you have fantasy opinions like I do, maybe you're bullish on somebody, maybe you're bearish on somebody like Kyler Murray. Well, there are plenty of ways to bet on those scenarios. You want to bet on Kyler Murray going under a certain total in passing yards for the season? Well, there you go. You can do that all at betonline.ag. And also, they have the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the planet's $200,000 largest NFL survivor pool now open at BetOnline. From football to basketball to boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the great offers available for the twenty one for the twenty twenty one season, including our one hundred percent welcome bonus. When you use the promo code Locked On at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So since I'm probably not going to take Travis Kelsey. In round one, I still want one of the elite tight ends, though. And to me, it's four guys. Maybe I'll take Darren Waller in round two. Perhaps I'll take George Kittle in round three. But often in my mocks, I end up taking, again, in a 12-team league, I'm taking Kyle Pitts as high as round four. And while that might seem like a reach to some people, I just believe in the talent. I think he's that special of a player. And once you get outside of those top four, who do I really trust at tight end? To me, it's not TJ Hawkinson, who is the consensus fourth-ranked tight end in fantasy right now. Sure, I get the pedigree. He's a former first-round pick. But I'm sorry, that Lions team is probably going to be terrible. I just, in general, I don't want guys on teams that aren't particularly trying to win. That's just me. I want guys on good offenses, especially if that's a tiebreaker. Give me the guy who's on a good offense. And frankly, Hawkinson has just never really proved it over a full season. So to me, if I'm trying to win my league, I'm not trying to get third or fourth here and just play for play play for average. No, I want to win my league. And Kyle Pitts is the kind of guy, to me, could easily see him getting 1,000 yards in that Atlanta offense alongside Calvin Ridley. Remember, Julio Jones is gone now. Those targets got to go somewhere. Well, I think a lot of them are going to go to the fourth overall pick 
of the 2021 draft, and that's Kyle Pitts. Now, speaking of other guys that I think are undervalued this year, I think Kyle Pitts' teammate in Atlanta, the running back, Mike Davis, is quite undervalued. The guy catches passes. He's going to see a lot of action. I think Atlanta's probably not going to be that good, but I don't think they're a joke like the Lions or anything. I think that offense will be fine. Now, will the Falcons be able to stop anybody? Eh, I kind of doubt it, but that doesn't really matter for fantasy purposes. I also think this is going to be a huge year for CeeDee Lamb, Dallas Cowboys. I just think he's going to blow up for whatever reason. That's just the feeling that I have. I also think Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, the two Rams receivers, perennial, I'm sorry, they're always undervalued, but even more so this year. They have a real quarterback. They have Matthew Stafford. I think both of those guys are quite undervalued. And also I mentioned Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler. I think Najee Harris is a fine pick in the second round just because, let's be honest, Pittsburgh used a first-round pick on him. They're going to run him a lot. He's going to get a ton of touches. Also in Pittsburgh, apparently I just like the whole Steelers offense as a value. I like Deontay Johnson and and Chase Claypool. And again, Ben Roethlisberger late, if you happen to miss their early run of quarterbacks, you could do a lot worse than starting Big Ben for the first month of the season. Maybe he gets hurt. Well, at that point, maybe Justin Fields or Trey Lance or somebody you stashed is ready to go. I think you can do a lot worse than Big Ben late, too. Now, as far as guys that I'm bearish on, that I don't like their value, well, I already mentioned Kyler Murray. DeAndre Swift scares the crap out of me. Again, a Detroit Lion, a team that's going to be bad. If you're going to be a running back, especially, it's better to be on a good team, right? Because you're running the clock out in the fourth quarter. Hopefully, you're getting more opportunities to score touchdowns. Not really seeing either of those for DeAndre Swift, and he's already injured. Guess what? That's a little bit scary, too. I don't like lower leg injuries for my running back at this point in the season, either. To me, DeAndre Swift is a stay away. Also, I'm not taking Saquon Barkley in the first round, either. Too scary. Injury risk. Not totally sure he's 100% back yet. Kind of same deal with Daryl Henderson. Again, I see, I see the opportunity for Henderson. I do. But there is a reason they just traded for Sony Michelle. Obviously, they felt like they needed another running back. I'm also not sure that the Rams feel like Daryl Henderson is a guy that can necessarily be counted on to play 16 to 17 games a season. So, I don't know. Henderson, a talented guy, I'm just not... I'd like to see him prove it before I waste a third or fourth round pick on him, though. That's just me. Some people like Damian Harris this season, by the way, the New England running back. Uh, to me, stop it. I, I, you had me at bearish with New England running back. I just don't, I don't want any part of a Bill Belichick running back. I'm sure Damian Harris will have some big weeks this season. Are you going to know which weeks those they're going to be? Are you going to know when to start him? I would argue no. So just stay away from Damian Harris. You'll thank me later. So that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Mizzou. Thanks for joining me on a bit of a different episode, that's for sure. I certainly won't be talking of fantasy football for the rest of the season, but you know what? On this day, it felt like the proper topic, and it is something that I have a lot of wisdom and experience with. I'd like to think a little bit of insight, too. So I wanted to share some of that with you, my loyal listeners, and hopefully I'll help you win your league.
So, until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.